0: What is up everybody and welcome to happy hour at happy hour it is the train sports playoff happy hour we've got two huge huge game sixes tonight in out west both out west um before we get to that we're gonna go through last night's action a little bit here as always i'm joined by donovan holden and today we are joined by some guy named steve and meerkat cat over here um guys dunny the East second round is set. So after last night, the Philadelphia 76ers and the Atlanta Hawks both dispatched of their uh, round one opponents pretty easily in both of those games. Um, by the end of it, it was pretty much a blowout. The quietest we've heard the Garden, all, since all the fans are back, definitely. Um, the the Trey Young shush actually worked. So let's break it down as the Jazz also last night, moving on to a to a second round matchup with either the Clippers or the Mavericks, which we will talk about that game later on um, as we had a good one there, but the Jazz moving on in the West, but we're starting in the East. So let's look, a, let's, let's, let's look ahead a little bit here to the second round series between the Hawks and the Sixers. Dunny, what is your feel initially for for Hawks Sixers going into the second round?
1: My initial thought about this series is if big JoJo, Joel doesn't play, the Hawks have taken this one and they might do it easily. Um, I mean, I think even if you're the Sixers, you don't even want to see Embiid miss a game here, which is looking very likely with a, a small meniscus tear. I mean, not an injury you want to mess around with, especially, um, you know, one of the biggest guys in the league has this laboring injury to his knee. And honestly, I I kind of am on Trey Young's this playoff. I'm on Trey Young this playoffs like that that Knicks series. The way he balled out as the villain didn't matter. Got the series done in MSG too. And then you just think about the rest of the Hawks roster. Like there's not scrubs up and down that roster. It's all guys who can play. Even the young guys, you know, a lot of them, they may have to develop more, but they have that outside shot. And Trey Young is a very underrated passer for how good of a scorer he is. (sighs) Ah. I I'm riding Hawks this series, and even even if JoJo plays, I think I think it's still gonna be competitive.
0: There's no just a little bit of Sixers, just vitriol there from you with that pick. Not just no. a little bit left over. <laughs> Not at all. No, no. <laughs> uh, all right, Stevie, how are you feeling? Are you feeling the Atlanta Hawks
2: right now? How how are you feeling? First off, I gotta say Trey Young taking a bow after hitting the dagger three in MSG. What, well, well done, sir. What, well played. Yeah. You know, he painted the target on his back. He was the enemy, and he his play it stood up. I mean, he averaged twenty nine points, and Donnie said he's a great passer. He averaged close to ten assists in the entire series. The big thing for me here, it's got to be Embiid, and it's not just, you know, Embiid, he's going to bring, you know, offense, obviously. He's going to get his. He's going to get the boards, but he's going to be the guy that matches up with Clint Capella. Clint Capella probably had one of the most dominant, you know, underrated series that I saw of the entire Knicks Hawks series. I mean, he averaged about two blocks a game. I think it was like 13 rebounds, 10 points. Clint Capella really dominated inside defensively too, made it, very difficult for Julius Randle and all the bigs on the Knicks and that was kind of the big difference maker. Everyone's given the Knicks the hard time. I think we have to credit Capella a little bit for what he did defensively, how he caused so much frustration for the Knicks players and if there's no Embiid, I, I don't see Dwight Howard doing anything against Clint Capella and <laughs> to your point, Dunny, I mean, Trey Young, they're surrounding him with, you know, great shooters, Bogdanovich, DeAndre Hunter. These guys are you know, have turned into really good role players, hurt her off the bench. I mean, will. I it? yeah, exactly. Reddish. And it, it's one of those things where if there's no Embiid, I just, I like Ben Simmons. I think he's a great player. I think he's a great defender. I don't think he can carry a team by himself. And I don't think we're going to see 30 points a night from Seth Curry. Like we did the past night. So with that being said, I mean, a lot rides on Embiid, so I'm kind of you know back and forth here, but I I kind of do like the Hawks. They really impressed me uh against the next series and really showed me that you know they're a legitimate playoff team this year.
0: Yeah, no doubt.
2: And that that's the
0: thing about them that surprised me, and you you kind of touched on it the whole time there. Um, just like the depth that we've kind of seen from the Hawks is no one really expected it to to be to look like this right now, right? Like everybody likes Clint Capella as a as a big when he got moved over there, but not like for defense. There's just defensive impact alone that he has. No one expected that. Like yeah. no no one no one knew that he would be able to have that kind of impact um going forward. So it, it's just been it's been a great effort of team building. Like it's it's honestly been like we there was a lot of theories that this Hawks team looked a lot better, but we wanted to see it um we wanted to see it work out and in that first-round series, it accentuated all the strengths yeah. that they've built. Meerkat, do you have any faith in the Sixers? Like, I, I remember I on Trainwreck 200, I dramatically picked the Sixers to make the finals, <laughs> and still I'm holding on to that because I don't want to go back on it. But, what, like, I'm not feeling very good with the Joel Embiid injury and anything. What, what is there a world where the Sixers are, you know, not too hampered to score with the Hawks and get into the series?
3: I mean you guys kind of covered it all already. It just comes down to Jojo. If his in, if he, you know, can come back and game 3, game 4, if Sixers can steal one, maybe two of those games, you know, without him. If he's able to come back, they might be able to pull off something miraculous, but the Hawks look so good against the Knicks who were a defensive juggernaut this year. Not only did the Hawks play great defense against the Knicks, they sh- penetrated the Knicks uh, like lockdown defense really well and you brought up everything about Trey Young already I mean he played the villain role great he's a great villain he's not so like he's a villain you want to like he's not being an asshole about it or anything so you're kind of rooting for him at this point and I don't know how they stop him Ben Simmons is a great defender but they might need to use some other places I mean it, do you play Matisse Thybul like thirty minutes a game? Yeah, I, you can't really do that if you're hoping to score without Embiid. But like, I, I don't know if Young keeps it up, thirty six against the Knicks last night. I mean, he, he brought up his average already, Stevie. I think they get it done unless JoJo comes back early and he's healthy.
0: Oh, wow, I'm, I'm I'm clipping this at least it, when oh, no. it, when Joel Embiid has the. Uh, <laughs> When he comes back in game two and has like a forty point bomb on Clint Capella, will I'll run it back. Um, you really come back I, to like I,
3: one of those giant braces, the huge robotic ones sure. you see in the NFL. <laughs> sure. Oh yeah. That's I'm what I'm
0: so hoping funny. for. He'll just look like the Terminator and he's seven mm-hmm. three. Yeah. Um yeah, I really I'm not feeling very confident in the in the Sixers at this point just because even if he's 70% Joel Embiid, like what does that do defensively to a team that we just saw eviscerate one of the best defenses in the NBA all year? Like they clearly have that kind of talent and um, it's just going to be interesting to see. So a quick thought um, we'll go around the horn here, starting with Stevie and anybody jump in whenever here with us Um, on bucks nets, like how I'm, my initial thought when this series finally got decided is this is my NBA finals. Like, I think these are the two teams that are, are the best teams in the NBA right now, playing like the best teams in the NBA. And it's a shame we get it in the second round, but it's going to be – what an incredible series this is going to be. Stevie, what, what are you thinking about it going into it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I have a bunch of futures with the Nets in it, and I'm terrified. I am actually terrified. The Bucks really showed me something. I know they swept the Heat, and you can say the Heat played bad. You know, it, they, they did. But the Bucks' role players have been the big difference makers. We know what Giannis is going to do. You know, Middleton's played better than he has in the playoffs. But I'm talking about guys like Bryn Forbes, like Bobby Portis, I mean, Drew Holiday, who, in my opinion, has probably been the best addition almost of any team this year just from what he's brought to the Bucs. And the Nets, we know what the Nets are. They have three superstars that can score at any point. And when you, when they're on, it, the team looks virtually unstoppable. Um, you, you don't want to bet against Kevin Durant in the playoffs the way he can just turn it up at, in a snap of the finger. But I'll tell you what, I, I think the Bucks are going to give them a really, really tough series. And it's just, I want the Nets to win just because, like I said, I got futures on them. And I'm, I've always rooted for Kevin Durant. But this Bucs team is different than previous Bucs teams. Everyone makes the running joke that, you know, the Bucs are frauds. Not, not saying Meerkat does, but you know, a lot of people make the joke. <laughs> oh, <you know, laughs> no, I do. And, and, <laughs> and they joke at the playoffs. And, you know, they're not built for it, you know, that Giannis doesn't step up in the playoffs. But I'll tell you what, if Holiday and Forbes keep playing the way they're doing and take the pressure off Giannis, Middleton's actually starting to play better, looking like an actual like weapon in the playoffs. They're going to give the Nets all they can handle because the Nets don't play defense. They can't play defense. They don't know how to play defense. And this could be a series where if the Bucs just, you know, kind of focus and force the Nets to, you know, into bad shots, they could really give them a run. With that being said, gun to my head, I'd still take the Nets, but I would not be shocked in the slightest if this goes seven games.
0: I hope there's no gun to your head to make that decision. But, um, Donnie, how are we feeling? Um, you, this is as you just picked against the Philadelphia 76ers, I have no doubt that you are picking the Milwaukee Bucks in this series. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I wish I could pull up the tweet because he, ar- he already put it out. He already claimed fear of the deer for the rest of the playoffs. I did.
1: Um, <laughs> it's not even just the rest of the playoffs. I pro- I should have worded that tweet better. but just it, now. It's just right now. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I want the Nets to fail miserably. I, 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 I'm extremely biased, but that's exactly how I feel. Um, I don't really like the idea of this Nets team. Obviously, it's incredible. I respect every individual's game on this on this team. You know, I, I respect Kyrie's play. KD was one of my favorite players at one point. Harden's unbelievable. Um, but I do want to see them lose. And partially that's because they beat the Celtics. And partially it's because of just some thoughts I have about Kyrie Irving. But I also do think what we saw from the Milwaukee Bucks. And was it three game, three games against them to end the season? I think between the Nets and the Bucks, or two? yeah, they
0: played three times. To- the two games at the end, then they had the one in like January or February or something. Okay. That was the the shootout that they had. Yeah,
1: yeah, those two at the end of the season. I mean, man, I was really impressed by the Bucks. I mean, forget forget about this this series with the Heat that just happened where they swept them. And as Stevie mentioned, you know, role players stepped up big time. I mean, I was just really impressed, and it, you really got a good idea of how well this Bucks team can match up with with superstar teams, and that's what the Brooklyn Nets have. I mean, we're talking P.J. Tucker, Bobby Portis, Giannis, Drew, like all those guys, not only are they good defenders, but they, they just have a certain toughness about them. I mean, and that's what's going to win you these series against superstars. Like – I think we can scratch the Celtics series. Like, obviously, the Nets should have handled that as they did, looking at roster to roster. I think if you look at this series roster to roster, it's it's hard to say that the Nets can handle this easily, and I I don't think they will. I think it's going to be competitive. I could see either team coming out on top. But I think, Jake, you, you put it, you know, put pretty well that this, this is kind of the finals of the playoffs just because this is just talent on both sides. It's going to be an unbelievable matchup um you know I, i'm definitely rooting for the bucks hope hope they win think they they might squeeze it out in seven but again the star power of the brooklyn nets
0: man this is it's going to be a crazy series do you think uh, there's a collect like milwaukee you know it's not the biggest place in the world and meerkat there's obviously most new york fans are are knicks fans so like collectively, this is this seems like it's shaping up to be like one of like like this will make the least amount of people happy, and no matter what happens, like the least amount of people will be happy mm-hmm. coming out of this series because really everybody hates the Nets right now, and it seems like no one really cares, like has ever cared about them. like no one. We haven't been hyping up the Bucks this year. I feel like when Giannis wins the MVPs, everybody's like, oh my god, like here we go again, especially after the last mm-hmm. two years. So are you going to find yourself? you know going the rest of the, looking at the rest of the east and you and we were really you know you all of you talking very you know heavily about the the hawks and everything well then they're facing one of these teams do you think that this is kind of the the matchup that will decide who goes to the NBA finals or do you think that it's still kind of up in the air in the east
3: no, I think even if you get healthy and bead back, like and not healthy but impactful and beat back, I still think whoever wins this series is pretty much going to the finals. That's who I'm going to be backing, uh, betting wise, that's for sure. And you know, you said quick initial thoughts over Bonanza on this series because <laughs> yeah. the, the Nets don't play any defense, and I mean, the Bucks do but they're not going to be able to stop that big three. The Nets are going to put up their points and score. And I think Giannis is going to score at will who on the Nets is going to be able to guard Giannis. I, I think that's a matchup nightmare for them. So I, I, I don't know who comes out of this. I'd hate, to say the Bucks, but that's my initial feel on it is the Bucs come out of this just with how Drew's the addition of Drew has been incredible for them and it, Stevie brought it up to playoff Middleton that's one reason I thought they were such frauds last year and this year he's proving that wrong he's finally stepping up when they need him to such a valuable piece to that team so it's just going to be a great
0: series I hope it goes seven uh, yeah. I think we can all agree. I'm gonna hammer the the <laughs> whatever team in seven just to try to manifest it into, into reality because we deserve that for this series. All right, let's not. Let's get into the let's get into the game six coming up tomorrow or tonight. Also, when this is the podcast version, the Mavericks defeated the Clippers last night, 105 to 100, and. <laughs> Uh, he has been waiting the whole time to rip up the Luca shirt. I love to see that Stevie. So just go. I'm just gonna let you go. Give me, give Luca his flowers with another 40 point performance, and now having the great Clippers on
2: the brink. I mean, what else can I say at this point? He's making it look too easy against one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. He had 27 points and eight assists at halftime of last game. You know, he sat the bench for a little bit, started the fourth quarter, the Clippers made it close, and then Luca came back in, completely different game. He finished with 42 points, 14 assists, eight rebounds. He makes everyone around him better. And the Mavs role players aren't that great. That that's the craziest thing here. You know, Porzingis hasn't had a great series. He he really hasn't. I do like what the Mavs have done playing Marnanovich a little more. I love Bobin, one of the coolest, nicest personality guys in the NBA, but he's also, you know, a seven foot five monster. And when you have him him and Porzingis on the floor at the same time, you kind of run that, you know, two giants it really kind of has to change up what the clippers do to defend because if you watch luca will just drive and just lob it up to one of them and what do you do you have to swarm kick out the hardaway make a shot but that's besides the point the mavericks really i I, I like luca i was always you know for oh they'll give him a series but in the back of my head i was like the clippers are just such a better team you know overall balanced and Luca has shown everyone that, hey, I'm the star in this series. It's not Kawhi Leonard. It's not Paul George. I'd say what you want about all the other stars in the NBA. I really think he's the next, you know, face of basketball after LeBron when he's out. I just think Luca is that good. And he's so young too. He's been playing professional basketball since he's been like 16 years old he doesn't shy away from the big moments unless it's free throws. Although he went two for three on the free throws last night. So <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's the big
0: next LeBron thing that he has. Exactly. Is that he's going to miss free throws. no exactly. matter
2: Exactly. He's going to do everything and then he's going to get to the line. He's going to make miss two easy ones, but Hey, he didn't take them late game. Thankfully. Um, but really, I mean, there's nothing else I can say at this point. Luka Doncic is single-handedly carrying this Mavs team. It reminds me of when Dirk carried the first Mavs team with just a bunch of guys around him. They ended up winning the championship you know, over LeBron. I don't know how far the Mavs will go, but I'll tell you what, they're not losing game six at home. There's not going to be six road wins in this series. The Clippers had to win last night. They didn't get it done. I really think the Mavs are going to win this in six. And I, I think the Utah Jazz are a team that Luka is another one he can attack. And I... If you get to that point, you know, anything could happen, especially with the way Luke has been playing right now. He's he's became just a triple double machine who's a threat to score 40 any night. And it's fun for me to watch. I'm loving it. (laughs) Well, that's the, the
0: fun. That's the best part about this. I think this playoffs in general, and Dunny, you can touch on this too. Um, this playoffs in general kind of seems like the. It's like the um passing of the torch to this this newer generation of guys, right? Like the old guy, like LeBron, we'll see what happens tonight and we'll get into that game. Um but it's the besides LeBron, who is just he's the outlier of this, like KD is obviously like the guy that everybody else is kind of shooting for. Right. He's he's gonna be the one that's the the cornerstone for the league in the next. Ten, five years over as LeBron ages out and whatever happens with that Lakers team going forward. And it's, we've just seen those effects this year. It's starting to happen. Yeah. So we'll see what goes forward. But between Luka Doncic, who clearly has shown, which we've obviously we've known, we should have known. We, this is what he's done his whole life. And yeah. the NBA is no different. But Luka Doncic is clearly showing he's made for playoff moments. Devin Booker clearly showing he's made for playoff moments. Um, Donovan Mitchell, again, having a, a good, solid start to the series. John Morant, a guy who was game for everything. That um, guy in the Nuggets, too. That yeah, Nikola Jokic. Well, we've known that about him, though. He's already yeah. – like, that. he's been doing that for years in the playoffs. Yeah. That's that's a fact. Um, but just going forward, like, Luka Doncic in this series against the Clippers has been the best player. So oh, what do, What does the do Kawhi Leonard and Paul George need to do – to be, be the best players, like, they're supposed – they, These those are the all-NBA players. Those are the MVP candidates. What do they need to do in game six, Donnie, to kind of get control back of this shit in L.A. and, and kind of prove to Luka – like, they're the guys that have been there. So what do they need to do in game six?
1: Either Kawhi needs to have, like, one of those Spurs performances where he's just added on both ends, like – Eye-opening, unbelievable defensive plays and offensive plays. Like I'm talking, hitting that last shot that he missed last night by a country mile, or <laughs> PG needs to be Indiana PG. But other than that, what this what this series has told me most is that the Clippers' biggest issue is still internally. Like these guys just seem like they don't get along. They don't play well together. they're, they're talented enough where they ended up where they are. They won enough games in the West. They've showed out. They've blown teams out because they have talent up and down the roster. But, I mean, the end-game situation there where Terrence Mann, who is a second-year guy, has a wide-open layup, passes it to Nick Patoon. he misses, Mavericks get the rebound, and, you know, that's when they hit free throws and go up. And then Kawhi, last shot of the game, has four seconds, catches in the corner, crazy pump fake. He thought he was back in uh, Toronto where he hit that oh. shot against Philly it's just, I don't know. And then you have Rondo running up to him at the end of the game. And I love it because playoff Rondo's like, you know, you can get a better shot than that, but at the same token Rondo played very poorly last night. I think he airballed the three down the stretch. And then you just still have Paul George. who's one of the most inconsistent guys in the playoffs. And I, I love PG. I love his game, respect him as a player, but it just seems like a broken record with his Clippers team. And, to be honest, the core of this team hasn't really been together all that long, but it's it's, it's clearly showing that there's still some internal issues even with the changes that were made last offseason. So, I don't know. I mean, like I said, Kawhi and PG are just going to have to play out of their minds if, if they want a chance.
0: Yeah, it's crazy that it's like <laughs> – all the hype that we had to hear for the last two years. And this could turn out to be a second round exit and a first round exit. And then who knows what Kawhi, like Kawhi is the biggest, to me, the biggest, you know, thing we have, we're we're seeing in the summer, like, especially if they flame out in the first round, like he is the biggest piece. There's no way he's no way. I believe that he's staying or at least opting out and seeing what his options could be. Because why would he stay in this situation? And that, or Paul George, like one of those two would be gone. You would think going forward, if they get, if they lose this series, this is not what they expected at all. Um, it's just, it's just wild to think about when, when all the hype that we've gotten from those two guys and just from Kawhi off that title in Toronto. Um, Meerkat, looking forward as we're going to transition here into your Nuggets shortly one of these teams is going to most uh, likely have a matchup with the jazz. Which one of these teams do you think presents a bigger issue to the jazz um, and would, and would actually give them a better run? Because, you know, I think everybody would have thought would probably the Clippers would be favorites if they went into a series in jazz before the playoffs started. I don't know if that would be the Mm -hmm. case anymore, Um, but I still feel like the Mavericks wouldn't, wouldn't get the same kind of respect against the jazz. So what, Personally, do you think would be the better matchup going forward, whoever comes out of the series?
3: I think it's got to be the Clippers. I hate the Clippers, and I'm not trying to disparage Sorry, anything like Don Chich, <laughs> and Luca have done, but – I, I just uh, – did I just say Doncha and Luka? and Luka, yeah. I mean, and the Mavericks. He deserves and, two so yeah. names. No, <laughs> yeah, right? Two, yeah, two he, he gets a double shout-out. But, like, <laughs> I, I can't believe what they've done in this series. I thought, you know, last night I took them plus 7.5, but I didn't think they'd really pull off the win. But you're not getting a playoff P – uh Kawhi didn't play great. I mean, Jackson was your best shooter yesterday. You need more than that. And Luka's just going off. Like Hardaway didn't even shoot great, but he did enough to carry them. And I can't believe Hardaway's playing 45 minutes in a super <laughs> meaningful playoff game and <laughs> performing well. And like performing, that, yeah. My, it's just like like mind blown. But it, yeah. Shout out to them. I mean, if Luca can keep doing this they can get past the Clippers, yeah. They're in an advantageous position, but I still think the Clippers would
0: be the more, like, threatening matchup to the Jazz. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It'll be interesting to see what happens, how it plays out tomorrow. Well, tonight for the podcast listeners, tomorrow right now, um, it's going to be the only game tomorrow night, too, which is crazy because it's going to have that big fight feel. Um, Hopefully it's Mike Green on the call. I want to hear some craziness from them.